Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Almost exactly a year ago, something pretty significant happened. A group of cyber criminals, probably emanating from Russia, effectively switched off the Irish public health system. In a flash, we were back in the 1980s with pen and paper at the HSE. In a moment, we'll be speaking to Lorcan Davis from CrowdStrike. But first, here's News Talk's technology correspondent Jess Kelly with a reminder of what happened. On March 18th, 2021, someone within the HSE opened a spreadsheet that had been sent via email two days previous. This was the infected file, rammed with malware. The criminals bided their time, spending two months working through the HSE network. An independent report by PwC found that there had been warning signs of a security breach, but no investigation was launched and opportunities to take action were missed. The ransomware was executed at 1am on the 14th of May. More than 80% of the IT infrastructure was impacted. Patient information, emails and lab test data were off limits, meaning staff returned to pen and paper. The software used to carry out the attack was developed by a group known as Conti. While the report did not identify who was behind the attack, this particular piece of ransomware has previously been linked to criminal gangs in Russia. The government and HSE stated from the outset that they would not pay a ransom. And on the 20th of May, with no explanation, the attackers published a decryption key. It took until September of last year before all servers were back online. The cost of this attack so far has been around €43 million. But the Interim Chief Information Officer at the HSE, Fran Thompson, has said the HSE forecast the overall cost could be in the region of €100 million. That was Jess Kelly. And Jess will be doing a lot more on this throughout News Talk over the next few days and on our own show, of course, Tech Talk on Saturday at 8pm. Stuart Davis joins me from CrowdStrike. He runs the Incident Response Unit. Stuart, could I call you the Red Adair of uh, cyber attacks? Now, for, for older listeners, Red Adair was the guy that they used to parachute onto burning oil platforms to put out the fire. Are you that guy? Wow. Um, I definitely... We can go with that title. Um yeah, I mean, I'm part of a team that do get effectively parachuted into incidents. Um, so we're part of a global team that get to respond to cyber attacks, whether it's, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, typically on a Friday is when we get the phone calls. And but just before the weekend. Yeah. We'll come to how you put out fires at Solar Winds and other companies. First of all, any thoughts on what happened a year ago with that ransomware attack at the HSE? Yeah, so I mean, this was a it was a prolific incident. Um, obviously, a major interruption. Um, I think one of the things that we've learned from this incident really has that there's been a significant increase uh, since last year um, in the activity relating to these actors. Um, we saw that there was uh, massive disruptions, as, as stated during your, your your session there by your team. Um, we'd noted that it took several months for uh, systems to be brought back online. But these actors continue to, to operate. And do they, do they, these guys make money when they do this ransom? In other words, everyone says we're not paying any ransom, we're not paying any ransom, but a lot of ransom is paid. So if you look at the statistics, there's an 82% increase by that, by the particular ransomware actors uh, in 2021. That that really showed the significant value of the data. Um, unfortunately, we um, in, in the company I work with, we've responded to to a lot of these. The particular actor in question that affected this organisation have been even more prevalent 
Um, they've really kind of rebolstered their efforts. And unfortunately, they've continued to be successful. And I said they probably emanated from Russia. Is that a safe assumption? The typical intelligence points to, um, you know, their operations being linked uh, closely to, to Russia. Um, and, and as we've kind of mentioned before, as we've seen in reporting, these groups uh, pay a lot of attention to making sure that systems in Russia, uh, systems that have any type of Russian uh, layouts or keyboards, uh, don't get affected. So they've really spent a lot of time to make ah, sure so that... They protect their own backyard. Um, but does that mean that they're linked to the Kremlin or is it just that the Kremlin looks the other way as these guys go about their business? So from an intelligence point of view, that level of detail, um, unfortunately, tends not to be known by uh, 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 companies similar to ourselves. But what you do see is more of the, the blind eye. Um, if these actors are able to operate at the scale they're able to do with the type of political pressures that are there, it's fair to say that certain governments uh, would have to look the other way uh, because they're very well aware of cyber activities themselves um, in Russia. So they do understand that to operate at this scale, um, you know, they are and they have to have a certain amount of protection. Um, certain amount. I, I, we mentioned earlier that you uh, were involved uh, in putting out fires, ransomware fires at major uh, companies. Uh, SolarWinds, tell us about that. First of all, remind us who SolarWinds were. SolarWinds is a software company. Um, it's obviously um, a public incident where SolarWinds had explained that they had suffered from a cyber attack um, and that some of the software that they write um, had actually been uh, interfered with by operators uh, aligned to the government interests in mm -hmm. Russia. And those operators installed a piece of software that got pushed out to many thousands of organisations, which allowed those bad guys, those operators... Inclu including access. energy infrastructure? Many different types of um, environments. Um, and you guys, got you guys got called in? There is a public uh, reporting on that, yeah. Uh, kind of detailing oh, so you, our you activity. You can't publicly say you're called in. Well, the the, the information's hosted publicly. Um, we explain kind of in detail uh, the extent of our activities, our involvement. It's obviously it's something that the company themselves have spent a lot of time in the media explaining. Uh, first of all, how the incident occurred, but also how they what actions they've done to make sure that can't happen again. Okay, and uh, what do companies need to learn from uh, these ransomware attacks? Well. I always think about what we have to learn in Ireland. And then obviously, as a global company, I have to deal with um, companies uh, kind of internationally. I think the first thing we have to learn is uh, what, what perpetrated a year ago on the 14th of May really came down to uh, somebody as simply uh, as easily as clicking on a link in an email. OK, what we have to learn on or kind of what we have to strengthen is this notion that, you know, we have to protect the users in these environments. If there's something suspicious that we're seeing, if there's emails, attachments, don't need to open them. When right. in doubt, leave it out. I think so. We, we call this, there's a term called zero trust. It's, it's a, just another fancy way of saying, assume something bad would happen. So err on the side of caution. We, we need to think of the government systems as very important, right? The HSE demonstrated the ability to impact us all 
um, at a sensitive time. But there's many other government institutes. And similarly, those types of systems can easily be hardened. I think there's a lot of recommendations the HSE have taken away, uh, 24-hour monitoring. Uh, but ultimately, when we talk about the users coming into work, um, the, the systems that they're using are sensitive. They may be hosting uh you know, uh, sensitive data and we need to to protect those. So I think aside from that, the other good recommendations, including multi-factor and and all those other areas, they've been taken on board. So those are important and done. Thank you, Stuart. Stuart Davis there from CrowdStrike. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.